I never had to ask for money. I didn't have to ask for any help. I hustled, I put my head down, and that to me was such an accomplishment to know that I had it in me to make it on my own with no help. The only way like through this is through this, like just mm -hmm. do it. Basically, the quicker you do it, the quicker you'll be off your list. And that itself sometimes is motivation for me. I am just want to slow down. I tend to want to do everything and be go here and go there and do all these things. And I am learning to say no more, which is hard, but also really awesome at the same time. That's Madeline Gogart, Jessica Niblett, Jamie Bartley, the Miracle Sisters, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hey guys, I'm your host, Kara Duffy, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast, where I invite my favorite humans, the awesome, the up to something, and the extraordinary to come and share their story. These are people that inspire me and remind me that everything is possible. I hope that you will be left entertained, inspired, and moved to take action towards living your most powerful life. Once I decided I was going to go full-time into expanding Powerful Ladies and being a consultant, I knew I needed a support system to keep me accountable and on track. The universe knew it too, and at a Friendsgiving, two friends of mine, Madeline Gogart and Jessica Niblett, asked if I wanted to join them in a book club that was going to start reading A Course in Miracles. I had never heard of this book before. I had no idea what was going to be part of it, but I was an instant yes because I knew that it was a sign from the universe that that's what I was going to need. Um, our other friend, Jamie Bartley, joined too. And these are three women who I've known for five years, but we've mostly spent time in large groups together. So it wasn't like this was my closest best friend asking me to do something. Like this really came out of me creating it and them creating it simultaneously and us coming together. It's been so integral in me staying on track and being excited and staying motivated and having a group of women that I can keep coming back to when I think I'm crazy and probably am and they can help me get back on path. I know that there are tons of groups like this happening around the world and I really thought it was special to highlight how powerful these women are and the relationship that we've had and how it's been such a source of our own calm and peace and you know staying focused together that's allowed a lot of us to create amazing new things this year so i'm honored to have them on for you guys to meet them and hear more about them jessica she grew up in california in central valley she's now an event planner um, she went to college in Santa Barbara, spent some time in Whistler snowboarding. She's been dating the same guy for 10 years, and she's just this um, calm, quieting force within our group of friends, and I respect her so much. Likewise, Madeline is born in the Bronx, she's from Queens, New York, definitely has that East Coast, New York personality. She's vivacious and passionate, and really created a life of her own design you know, leaving a dysfunctional family to go work for the American Airlines, coming to California, knowing like that's where I need to be. She is currently a loan officer with her own business and she's about to go into flipping homes. And then Jamie um, grew up in Fountain Valley and in the past year, she has experienced a whole shift. She went from being single to within a year, being a stepmom married and to have a new baby. And it's so great to hear how she's gracefully entering this new exciting time for her as well. 
This is the first time that we're having so many guests on the show. So I thank you in advance for um, your patience as we answer questions a little bit more slowly. Most of the time when I ask a question, the you know women answer it in order. So you'll hear most likely Jamie, Madeline, and then Jessica answering. I thought they had really different voices throughout it. Jordan wanted me to make sure that you guys were aware that if they do sound the same, don't worry about it. It's all great, amazing advice. And if you have questions, you can email us and we're happy to tell you where that nugget of wisdom came from. All that's coming up, but first, did you know that there is a way that you can show Powerful Ladies some real love? You can be a patron of the Powerful Ladies podcast. Go to patreon.com forward slash Powerful Ladies. There are over six choices for you to figure out how you would like to support us from $5 all the way up to unicorn support. Really, that's what it's called. You can be a Powerful Lady unicorn. Who doesn't want to be that? The great part is, by your contributions, you get more cool, free stuff and access to new and exclusive opportunities. Everything from hidden podcast to free merch to free coaching. What? You can be a unicorn and get free coaching or win a trip to LA paid for by us. That sounds amazing. You want a hug, don't you? So go and support Powerful Ladies on Patreon today. Thank you. I like Big books and I cannot lie. <laughs> what do you want them to do, Karen? I want them to go and visit thepowerfulladies.com, mm-hmm. go to tools, click read, and see all the awesome books that I love, our guests love. You click on that picture, you can buy them. And guess what? Every time you buy a book there, you help support powerful ladies. What? I know. What? Listen, guys, if you love what we're doing, support us. Buy some books and powerful ladies. Do it today. Support yourself. Support yourself and your brain. And buy some books. I should know. I don't read. I should read. And now Jordan is fired from the Powerful Ladies because (laughs) this is a literacy-promoting organization and we can't have her spreading that nonsense. (laughs) I'm going to read. So, hi, guys. Welcome to the Powerful Ladies podcast. Hi, how are you? Hi. Uh, I'm really honored that you guys came today. I am here with three awesome ladies who we've been reading A Course in Miracles together. I've known you guys for five years now, roughly. Um, We all live in Orange County. Um, We're all in the same big, huge kind of friend group, Burning Man camp, do everything together kind of camp and group. And I'm really excited to have our first big group session. Yeah, excited to be here. (laughs) I'm excited. So how about we start by you guys introducing yourself? Sure. I'm Jamie Bartley, which is weird to say because I've been Jamie OJ until two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) I just got married um, and I'm having a baby. So in four days. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot going on. I'm Madeline um, from Orange County, married. What do you do by day? By day, I am a loan officer. Very exciting. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I am Jessica Niblett, and I'm also in Orange County in Costa Mesa, and I'm an event producer. Very cool. So we have three very powerful ladies here. Um, let's just begin by talking about like where you guys grew up um, and how you ended up in Orange County if you didn't start there. Well, I'm born and raised Orange County, so totally started there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. What was life like for you growing up in Orange County? 
life was really nice and easy. I grew up in Fountain Valley in a middle upper class family and um, probably growing up, I didn't feel like I had it so easy, but looking back, like I was so spoiled. Yeah, that total Orange County life. And then um, I did move away when I was about 21 to the East Coast. And that's when I realized after my first winter in New Jersey, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> this is different. <laughs> um, so I only lasted a year there. So Orange County is definitely home. Where in New Jersey were you? Hoboken, just outside oh, yeah. of New York City. Yeah. Jordan and I were both born in New Jersey. You oh, were? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah. Fun facts all around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> New Jersey gets a bad rap. Well, but okay, it's beautiful. I'm from New York. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so when anybody says, oh, are you from Jersey? No, I am not from Jersey. I'm from New York. <laughs> um, well, I'm quite opposite. Right? I was born in the Bronx, raised in Queens. So it's very um, city living. I mean, Queens, is we have more suburbs. Mm-hmm. So you have a house with a yard. Um, but I always knew I wanted to live in California. I would see the flight attendants because I live by JFK. So I would see them hop on the bus and go to work. And I said, one day I'm going to work for the airlines. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I worked for American. And then I started working the LAX flights. And I was like, I'm going to move to California one day. Sure enough, I did. Then when I got to California, I was like, I'm going to live in Laguna Beach. And sure enough, I did. Mm -hmm. So it's just um, when you put your mind to something, it happens. You've been manifesting before you knew you were manifesting. Exactly. (laughs) My whole life I have. Yeah. I love it when you're in New York comes out though. <laughs> oh, it's funny. The other day at the gym, the girl goes, oh, you're from New York. I was like, how do you know? She's like, you have an accent. I'm like, I don't have an accent. She goes, yes, oh, you totally out. have an accent. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Nick's like, you have an accent. I'm like, no, I do not. But you do. Even if your accent is softer than it used to be, you still have a New York personality. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> you can't get rid of that. now. <laughs> it's something not to be proud of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I grew up in the Central Valley, actually. I uh, was of born California. in Visalia. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's in the middle of Bakersfield and Fresno. Uh, not much going on there. A lot of farm town. Um, but was lucky enough to move to Orange County about fifth grade. So um, had some, you know, hometown roots growing up and uh, was very, you know, um, excited to see what Orange County had to offer when I did move there. You know, it was feel very fortunate looking back to have made the move because there's so many more uh, opportunities and possibilities um, available in Orange County just for careers and education and um, just kind of the world at your fingertips there. You know, everything's right, you know, very easy, convenient, accessible. So, yeah, I spent most of my time there, but did go away to school in Santa Barbara and spent a little bit of time in Whistler, Canada, snowboarding and... Uh, now back in Costa Mesa, which I love. So, Very cool. Well, now that we know you guys a little bit more, how do you feel when you hear the word powerful lady? Like, do you feel you're powerful? Do you think that's for other people? Is it something you're aspiring to? When I first hear it, yeah, I think I'm separate from that. Like, that's for other people. But no, I mean, this is what's so great about our friendship and getting together with you guys so often now. It's like, we are powerful ladies, you know, <laughs> we each have our own things going on and it's Heck such yeah. a different meaning and thing for all of us. But yeah, now I like, I feel like I am and I want to own it. <laughs> for me, I think for the longest time I played small, like I knew I was powerful, mm-hmm. 
but I didn't, I didn't own it. Yeah. Right. And I think as I've gotten older, um, yeah, I totally own it, but it's different. You know, I, through experience and through going through trials and tribulation, we all are powerful in our own ways. So somebody on a recent episode said that, you know, you can't know you're powerful until you've been, you haven't been powerful. Like mm-hmm. a warrior doesn't become a warrior until they've gone through a battle. Yes. And it's kind of the same thing of like, you know, powerful ladies aren't perfect and always perfect. It's a matter of becoming and discovering what that power looks like inside of you. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, I'm always, um, I've somewhere along the lines of life found myself kind of very confident in some areas, whereas I started out a little bit more shy and timid, but um, can tend to be a little bit more of an aggressive bulldozer in some scenarios. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I have to be less powerful in some situations. Um, But I think it's always a good reminder that not everyone, you know, has that. And so trying to be examples, I work in a very um, female um, dominant industry and I definitely recognize there are not as many um, ladies who feel as powerful as they should be so uh, trying to be a good example for them that they have every right to have that you know confidence and um, and just kind of you know go into attack mode when needed you know and get mm-hmm. things done so yeah one of the things that I love about um, you know you Madeline asking about reading this book together The mm-hmm. Course in Miracles was that for me like I never get enough time with you guys or our other friends. Like I always feel like it's we see each other like once a quarter, once a month. Like it's really right. spread mm-hmm. out. Yes. And I'm always hungry for more like having fun and socializing because so much of time is spent producing something and being responsible. Mm-hmm. And so I love that just by having a book to read and meeting regularly that we have just time to see each other's faces yes. <laughs> and share and laugh and ask questions. So how important is it for you guys to have that time, you know, with together or with other people so that you can kind of get rooted in who you are again and what Mm -hmm. you care about? I'll go ahead. For me, I I like to establish meaningful relationships with people. So if Mm -hmm. I see you at a social gathering and we talk, it doesn't mean my. I mean, it means something, but yeah. it takes a lot. And so I really like us having this group because not only are we getting to know each other, we're supporting each other um, through each other's struggles, triumphs. And I don't know, I'm I'm loving it. It's very important to me. Yeah. Yeah, I totally feel the same. Even with some of my closest friends who I see so often, you know, you get together and it's like, I don't get nearly as deep as I get with you guys, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but it's cool. Cause now too, like from the conversations we've been having, I can take that into my other relationships with my mm-hmm. other friends and it just like evolves so much more. So that's been really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was great. Just how, you know, like you said, kind of about manifesting things like, you know, we kind of just all put it out there at similar times that we were looking for just a little bit more of that deeper dive into, you know, what we're, what we're looking to get out of life and business and relationships and um, 
I think that it, I'm so glad we all took the, you know, the jump into just, you know, committing to meeting. Um, yeah. And then obviously, you know, looking to, into A Course in Miracles and reading that and all the conversations that have come from that. So it's been so valuable. And I, I do love, yeah, kind of those deeper conversations that wouldn't happen, you know, at a barbecue on Saturday, uh, mm-hmm. just because, you know, yeah. you never really know when you're going to have to like jump in and out of something or get distracted. So it's, um, it's extremely valuable. I've, yeah, loved the time together. Yeah, and I think it's so important when you are up to something that is maybe scary or bigger than what you've done before to share it with people because, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're our own worst critics Mm -hmm. and our own worst motivators (laughs) and, like, answering our own questions. Like, we're just bad at it as humans, not even as us in this room. Um, So I really appreciate that. Like, whatever is going on in my head, you guys can tell me I'm crazy or that's a great idea or how about this? Like, you guys have given me so much great advice and it all just started by sharing. Right. Just saying it out loud sometimes. It's like, ah, (laughs) you know, so having a group of girls to go to and talk about whatever. And because let's be real. I mean, that's how we started with The Course in Miracles, but that is (laughs) like evolved. It's evolved. (laughs) We talk about everything, which is really cool. What I love about us is that there's no judgment, Mm -hmm. no judgment Mm -hmm. at all. We can literally say whatever and come out and not feel judged. And it doesn't... um, doesn't leave the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, too, like, you, you've you been manifesting your whole life, whether you knew it or not, it sounds like. <laughs> Did you, um, Jess or Jamie, f- like, feel like you were intentionally creating your life growing up? Or has it been something that you've put into practice later as an adult? For me, I think that I always remember, like, little pieces growing up of things that I knew were going to happen and then they happened, but I just thought, oh, that's weird. You know, but I didn't really know what it meant. But the more that I've like dove into this kind of lifestyle, I think I always have had a little bit of that, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. So it's exciting to, you know, be into this now because now I just see it everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think I had a tendency to, you know, put things in motion and kind of put it out there. Um, you know, before I was in school, I had kind of already been, you know, into events quite a bit and um, knew I wanted to eventually like move to Whistler. I wanted to uh, pretty much work for the company that I do now. Uh, you know, I wanted to eventually work for the Olympics, which is, you know, not that far away at this point. Um, so, you know, it's pretty much m- most of the things on my five to 10 year plan have all been checked off, whether I realized I was falling into them or not. So, um, yeah, it makes, I think one of us mentioned like you realize you have to be like very specific about your goals because they probably will happen. So (laughs) if you're going to write that five-year plan, make sure it's something you really want to do because it'll probably take place. Right. So, um, but yeah, it's been great to, you know, learn to be even more specific about like, you know, what we want moving forward and, Mm -hmm. you know, what those miracles and manifestations will look like. Well, one of the biggest things that I've gotten out of being intentional about what I'm planning or sharing is that, I've been good my whole life at making things happen that I wanted, but I've had to learn that maybe what I want isn't what I'm going to get right now, which I hate. Like, I am not good at being patient. No. (laughs) Yeah. I feel you there. So there's like that balance, right, of saying what you want and working hard. So there's that mix of hustle and manifesting. Like, they have to kind of come together. Mm -hmm. And then also just being patient because it might not be now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. That's mm-hmm. the hard part. <laughs> and still trusting that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and adapting as you go and, and trying to, instead of stressing, finding, I don't know what the right word is, but being okay with it not being right now. Yeah. If you were having a conversation with like eight to 10 year old you, would they imagine the life that you have now? And what would you tell them to, to know? Either to avoid or like calm down, don't worry. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I, this is like a therapy session. I know. <laughs> Choose something that doesn't involve a com- computer quite as much. <laughs> um, <laughs> or be outside and be more active. My eight to ten year old self, I would never would have imagined the life that I have and the life that I've created. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just tell her, just hang in there. It's gonna happen. Yeah. You're you're gonna be really happy one day. Were you not happy at that time frame? Uh no. I mean I was, but I grew up in a very dysfunctional household. So no. Just trying to survive and trying to like get through the day or the week or um hmm. it was always like uh you know, I never wanted to be home, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the household that I've created today is a completely different um, household that I grew up in. So because yeah, your yeah. house in Laguna is like so warm and opening yeah. and well, everyone's even, welcome. Yes. And my relationship with my husband and the family that I've created is yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. Because all of you have a I'm skip I'll come back to that question, mm-hmm. but on that point, like you each have a partner Mm-hmm. in your life that is a huge person for you guys. Mm-hmm. So let, let's just take a second to talk a little bit about that. So maybe if you want to talk a little bit about your husband to start. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I He's my perfect counterpart. I never thought. So growing up, like I said, I had a dysfunctional household. My dad was an alcoholic. He was um, a Vietnam War vet. So he had his own issues, right? So mm-hmm. I never, I didn't have a strong male figure growing up. So to have someone who's so loving and caring and thoughtful and mm-hmm. just so involved, it's, I never thought that it was possible. Oh, yeah. He's such a good guy. He is yeah. a good guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all have good guys. Yeah. 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 We're very lucky. How about your new Mr. Husband? My Mr. Husband. Um, yeah, he's just the best. We um, worked. We used to work together. That's how we met. But we had a very different relationship. He was my boss. And when everyone, whenever everyone, anyone hears that, it's like, ooh. But it's like, no, it's not <laughs> how it was at all. Like, he was the boss. I was just on a sales team. I, like, admired the person he was. And after we worked together for a year and then I left and after I left, we reconnected and um, I wanted him to mentor me, actually. Um, And then we started dating and we just like the first date was horrible, like (laughs) horrible because we, you know, we were professionals together and now we're on this date and it was weird and it was awkward and we're both kind of a little shy at first and it was just not a good date at all. Um, but cut to like our second date a couple weeks later, we were just like inseparable ever since. And so I can't imagine not having him in my life, you know. And I never even, being pregnant and having this, about to have this baby, like 
I need I never even wanted kids. And he like changed my whole world. He was already a dad to an amazing little boy. And um yeah, it's just like my life now to even two years ago where it was is completely different and I just feel so lucky. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool. <laughs> How about you, Jess? It has changed a lot. Um, so I have been in a relationship for 10 years, and uh, we also met at work. Um, I, at the time, I was working pretty crazy hours and had, you know, not really made time for a lot of people to kind of fit into my schedule. It wasn't a priority. It was kind of like, well, you know, whatever comes along. Um, you're whoever can keep up for the most part. <laughs> um, you know, I'll see if I can slow down for a second. But um, yeah, we met and he was actually like just one of the hardest workers that I knew. Uh, he could, you know, definitely like keep up with me and work at my pace. And uh, when I first met him, he wasn't from the area. He had recently moved from the East Coast from the South and had this kind of down home mm -hmm. um, manners about him. And uh, we just connected off the bat. And here we are 10 years later. Previously before that, I had never been in a relationship longer than like three months. And I can't believe you guys have been together 10 I know, years. I know. Awesome. Yeah, we were like totally grown up together now yeah. um so it's been yeah really crazy I mean hard at times you know you realize that you know you have to really put in work in relationships it's been you know you know just crazy to all the things we've learned along the way but you know 10 years later I wouldn't pick anybody else so yeah, yeah. I love that uh, my, my parents have visited quite a bit and mm -hmm. usually when they visit we're having some big barbecue you guys are all over and I love that of all of the people who have like come through our house when we're doing that there's not many that acknowledge the old people in the room. <laughs> and Josh, Leave it to Josh mm -hmm. yeah. always does. Like my parents know him because he's like telling them stories and make them laugh. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he may not be in his most sober state. And he's like, <laughs> like sharing and going. And my parents right. are like, who is this guy? He's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. If, I know. if I can add <laughs> to go with Josh, I called my parents being like, oh yeah, Karen had a party. They're like, oh, did you hang out with Josh? <laughs> like, what? That's oh, awesome. Yeah, we could not be be like more opposite personalities he is so energized by people and like talking to strangers and like we'll come back with the craziest stories about who we met I'm like I was there I didn't see any of people um but I'm usually like off my corner with like my like three close friends and <laughs> um so whereas I'm like very much more energized by or recharged by just kind of close friends and and alone time and so um he he does all the meeting of new people in our relationship <laughs> <laughs> and to add so we all know this is a big group of friends um josh by far if it wasn't for him i would not have felt as comfortable because it's intimidating especially with how you know everybody's relationships they've known each yep. other for years and it's like years of bonding and friendships yeah so a new person coming in can be very intimidating, and Josh always made me feel like family. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would say the same for Nick, right? Because I think mm -hmm. I'm the I'm the newest of all of us to that group, at mm -hmm. least in the room. Mm -hmm. And it's not even that the group goes back so far that they don't want to meet new people. It's that when you show up to an event, there's so many people mm -hmm. yeah. that you don't even notice that there's someone you haven't met before. Right. Yeah, and you're like, oh wait, who's that person in the corner? Like we've yeah. never seen them. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like a whirlwind. It's like going mm -hmm. to the biggest family function. Yeah. And right. if you're not willing to like walk up to somebody and say hi, like you are just gonna get caught up in the tornado of what's going on right. and be like, what yeah. just happened? <laughs> We're all gonna yeah. need to wear a name tag soon or something. I know. <laughs> For real. I mean, I think my first experience with this group was going to lightning in a bottle. 
And yes, I did your eye makeup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Important job. Yeah. But like, it's like already this crazy festival. And then to be meeting your boyfriend's closest 150 friends. Right. Because <laughs> we don't roll with anything less than that. Yeah. Like, it's it's it was crazy, yeah. but yeah, like to your to your point, like I remember the first people who were like willing to, mm-hmm. hi, how are you? Who are yeah. you? What are you doing here? Do you need a drink? Do you yeah. like? Do you need sunscreen? Like all those important things <laughs> <Right>. that happen. <laughs> We've done a lot. Lucky. What's that? So we're very lucky to have all. Yes, of our we yeah. are. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to add, and I don't think I've given, I have told Jamie, but this all happened because of Jamie. And I don't know if you remember when we went to the full moon party in, um, oh, yeah. in, in Laguna. Laguna. Uh-huh. And that's when you told me about the book, um, The Universe Has Your Back. Yes. And that set the whole course, it set everything in motion. Yeah. I do remember that night. Yeah. Yeah. For listeners who don't know, what is a full moon party? (laughs) (laughs) It was a super moon, too. It was in January. Was it? It was right before Cuba. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Mm -hmm. so this is two years ago Yes, 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 yes. Yes. It was just you and I. Yep. It was just us two. They had, like, a drum circle. It was... At um, the beach, Aliso Creek. Yeah, at the beach in Laguna. I don't know. It was in the evening sometime. Yeah, it was in January. Yeah. It was a su- and it was right before our trip, and we both had set different intentions of what we wanted. Yeah. So we went down there. We, like, took some wine, mm-hmm. and there was just a bunch of people on the beach with bonfires, and everyone was banging on their drums, <laughs> and it was just a cool, yeah, and we had, like, this heart-to-heart. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But yeah. that's what that's how it all started. But you like took off big time after that one. Yes, I did. With everything. Well, because it resonated with yeah. me. Yeah. What were some of the results you got after you made that first, you know, full moon manifestation? Ooh. Um, well, you started reading that book and then you went and saw Gabby Bernstein. Yeah, I saw her. I did her um and I actually just saw her in May we did the miracle, I forget what she calls it, but anyway, a workshop, a three day mm-hmm. workshop. Um Oh, my life has changed completely. Even my relationships. Um, I don't. I, I would. I don't even know where to begin. But I would say, work-wise and financially, it's just shifted. Right, my whole mindset and the way I. Um, I don't get that. Like, I still get anxiety, but it's not that. Like. <gasps> oh my God, what's going to happen? You just have to yeah. trust in the process and trust in in yourself. And you were feeling that way before with your career because you're, you have your own business. Like you're a loan officer, yes. but you're on your own. So you're generating all yeah, your I'm income. Yeah, I'm 100% commission. So mm-hmm. if I don't, if I don't produce, then I don't, mm-hmm. I don't eat. <laughs> yeah. um, but thankfully it's, it's grown and grown and grown where now I'm just, knock on wood, 100% referrals where I don't have to, I don't have the hustle that I had to have Mm -hmm. two to three years ago. I think it's very cool when people are in jobs that you can turn the hustle on and off as you Mm -hmm. want to. Mm -hmm. Because I've had so many years of being in a corporate environment where like I don't have an opportunity to make more money if I wanted to. Like when Mm -hmm. we started taking on getting out of debt and I was like, this stinks. Like I'm, I have a fixed income. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, no, like this isn't fast enough. Like, how, how do I figure out other things to do? And I have since, but I think it's really cool when people have the ability to change it, like change the dial based on oh, yeah. what they mm-hmm. want to be generating. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm kind of going through that right now. I just finished my last day of work Friday before maternity leave. And holy cow. Holy cow. I kind of feel wow. like I'm on summer break a little bit. <laughs> but, um, you know, my income is going to be cut significantly over this time, which is fine. And I'll get to be home with the baby, which is really great and amazing. But it's also opened this whole nother thing because there's been a lot of changes with the company that I'm in. So... It's like, do, do I go back to this job where I'm not, it's going to take me X amount of months to build up my business again? Or do I try to find something new? Do I try to do my own thing? So, yeah, but the, like, Madeline inspires me. When we've been talking, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to meet with her broker on Monday um, to see if there's an opportunity there. And, you know, so. There is. Yes. <laughs> there, is. there is, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the route I think I'd like to go, but. It's, yeah, just, it's scary. And now it's really real because it's not just me anymore. It's like this family base I have. And so. You went from one to four pretty quickly. Oh, totally. (laughs) Yeah. But that's the exciting thing. It's like when you're on your own, then you do have to, you're doing it for yourself versus going back to this company. They pay me like a small commission and I'm working so hard for them with the potential of like having to make my numbers and, you know, having all that anxiety and stress about it. So. I'm kind of exploring right now, which is kind of cool. Well, I'm so impressed by how you have been so calm, whether you felt it or not, <laughs> since you've gotten pregnant, because it hasn't just been about becoming a new mom. Like you've ha- you've changed jobs, um, your husband has changed jobs, and like yeah. you both have been struggling to figure out like what this new family and family economy looks like. Yes. And you're like in the process of buying a house, like all everything that could happen at once is kind of happening to it's you. It's all guys. happening. <laughs> and she's so calm. Yes. Calm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thank you for saying that. The second trimester of this pregnancy, I was like an emotional basket case. <laughs> I would have probably one to two meltdowns a week of like, how is this all going to work out? You know, and poor Joe, like, oh, you know, blew up on him during all of it. But honestly, and through their group and like talking to you guys and everything, I just like released it all one day. It was like, I can't stress out about all of this. Mm -hmm. All I can do is keep moving forward every single day. Mm -hmm. And like, I know everything will be okay eventually. And honestly, it is. Everything is okay. And it will continue to be okay. And whatever that means, but it's all working out. You know, he wasn't working. He got a job. He told me, he's like, don't worry. It's all going to happen at the last hour. And it's exactly how it happened. (laughs) So, yeah, that's the thing as we were saying, like when you're in the the mess of it, you just have to trust that it's all going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And and because it always is. Yeah, I I would have lost my mind at this point in launching powerful ladies to this new level if we weren't meeting because our initial um mantra or meditation that we Mm -hmm. were doing and then the abundance one Mm -hmm. like there are moments when i'm just saying it to myself as i'm working oh yeah there's oh, I enough. listen to it yeah. throughout the day, all day long. It, like you've called me, or you called me, and I'm like, oh, I have my yeah, gun car, <laughs> and I just have it in the background. And I'm telling you, it just seriously, it just mm-hmm. it shifted. Mm-hmm. And you do abundance is is our birthright. Yeah. yeah. I think that's something we should clarify, right? Because a lot of people who are listening maybe have no idea what a meditation is or a mantra or setting an intention. So let's just break it down a little bit. And um, 
who feels like they can give the best answer? Let's start with like what an intention would be. <laughs> oh God. I think it could be so many things. That's what's <laughs> yeah. so hard to define. I would say my you know, take on it is that it's, you know, that kind of either goal that you're setting maybe for your uh, attitude for the day or for, you know, the time going forward, maybe to see you through a project or a time period, you know, that you know that you could easily be frustrated or they're a challenging time, whether at work or in relationships. So like, what is that reminder going to be? Um, like you were saying, everything's going to be okay. Like in, in my job, like I have at times gone through things where like literally 50 things could go wrong in a day and it affects a thousand people that you're planning for. And I literally for, you know, had a post-it note that slid into my folder and it said, it's all going to be okay. Because like, I mean, the whole point of being a planner is that you have put the things in place to make sure it does go okay. But you have to remind yourself of that. And that's that intention is just saying, take a breath. It's all going to be okay. So whatever that reminder is. That yeah. you need for yourself. And yeah, that's your big intention. or small. Yeah, yeah. Because we're we are so good at getting in our own way and not mm-hmm. being present to everything we have, but instead being present to the freak out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like when you're freaking out, you're not helping yourself or no. anybody else. No, like it's a lot of wasted energy. And when yes. you're powerful ladies like you guys are, when we want to, you can be powerful positive or you can be powerful negative. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But also, like, I think it's okay to have those moments where you do freak out, but you just can't live there. Yes. yes. Like, yeah. freak out, release, move on. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Because <laughs> that's only, that's life. You know, whatever you're feeling, you got to feel it, but then just move on to the next. And uh, what is, in c- comparison to an intention, where do mantras and meditations fall into place with that? Well, I guess a mantra is like something that you focus on, right? Like mm-hmm. a statement or a saying or whatever that is for you. And, you know, it can evolve. Like we were doing, they were kind of changing each month or something. Mm-hmm. We were doing one. So, yeah. And I and I think you can live with them for longer. Maybe it changes for you daily or maybe you need it while you're getting through or focusing on your next goal. But that's kind of the mantra aspect. And the meditation part, what's funny is that when we first started meditating, everyone was like, oh, I don't know how long I could sit here and meditate. Yeah. I've never really done it. Two to three minutes. And I think now we're at a, like 11 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is great. And so that um, everyone listening, I have, cl- have an idea of like what our meetings kind of look like. Or mm-hmm. is We all show up. We probably catch up for X amount of minutes. And then we've been not just reading Course in Miracles, but reading other things because Course in Miracles is very dense. <laughs> yeah. And yes. it probably will take people a lifetime to yes. get through not just the, the reading part, but the lessons and the it's a lot. So we've been supplementing other books that we can find more joy in short term. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we talk about those and what we got out of it and what we're creating and our intentions. And then we listen to a meditation together. And we just sit together quietly and listen or participate in saying the the meditation. And then we kind of go home and like start our week. Mm-hmm. So, at, you know, it can be weird. If you don't like meditating, it might be weird to start meditating in a group. But actually, I like it better mm-hmm. because it's like taking a yoga class. And yes. you just mm-hmm. there's something about the group energy. Mm-hmm. Yes. It changes everything. It yeah. does. Yeah. 
I think part of the mantra and meditation practice is just like creating that space to just see what happens. You know, it's, it can be about the words you're reminding yourself of or the meditation itself. But I think for me, the most powerful part is just creating that space, like that protected, whether it's five minutes or 11 minutes or however long you have the time to do that for the day. And just to see what happens and what comes up and, you know, where your mind takes you if it is wandering, because inevitably it will. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's the most powerful part of it. Did you, when you guys first started hearing about intentions and manifesting and meditation, did you think it was woo-woo? Or did you, like, was it something you did growing up? Like, when did it become something that you started to implement into your life? I kind of always have just because I grew up Catholic and um, my parents are very Catholic. So I always grew up with prayer and Mm -hmm. an open dialogue about that. Um, So I guess the intention stuff for me probably started just by praying when I was young. And then this may sound silly, but my mom like always had Oprah on and so I was watching (laughs) Oprah like from day one and I'm such a big Oprah fan so when she branched off and started doing her like other Super Soul Sunday stuff like it never felt weird to me like the religion aspect I'm not super into anymore but the spiritual spirit aspect of everything like that makes sense to me and that feels good to me and so yeah Mm -hmm. I would say the same as Jamie I grew up Catholic I grew up super um I was always very spiritually inclined. You know, I remember being yeah. a little kid and saying, God, please speak to me and mm-hmm. show me a sign. Um, yes. But I would say intentionally trying to set intentions, I would say was when Oprah had the the secret, the panel oh, yeah. that <laughs> went on her and they spoke about the secret. And I think after that, that's when it took off for me. Yeah, I would say, similar to you guys, I also grew up Christian um, and was very much, you know, in that culture uh, growing up, you know, almost through high school and also went to a Christian college, even though at that time, like, uh, you know, priority shifted and it was more just about like the, you know, it was just college life. It was friends and studies and what's next and what am I going to do with my future and um, less about, you know, that kind of youth group or church culture, but definitely grew up praying and the whole concept of believing that things can happen like through faith. And so, and, in you know, just the idea that you can, like miracles are a real thing, you know, and yep. that mm-hmm. there is, you know, that in that case, like God, you know, can make amazing things happen. And I feel like, you know, that, that conger, the power you feel in congregations is definitely real, you know, and that you, you know, feel that sense of, wow, like there's, you know, something bigger at work here. Um, and I mentioned, you know, it's kind of interesting now to hear all the things that have come back, you know, and similarities to what we're reading to mm-hmm, yeah. um, kind of that that culture. But, um, but yeah, it, not much of it was new to me, but I definitely, you know, identify more now with kind of the spiritual side of um, more than, you know, along like yoga practice and, mm-hmm. um, and some of the kind of Buddhist spirituality as well. So, yeah. I remember we were talking about... Um, you know, combining, like I, I was raised Christian as well. And so when we combine um, yoga practice, which I got into, I think in college, and then, you know, having the parallels between what's happening in Buddhism and the yoga practicing, and then what's happened in Christianity, like we grew up through a phase when like religion has been so demonized mm-hmm. because of what's happened with all the mm-hmm. church scandals right. and what's happened mm-hmm. with extremists in any every religion, yeah. not just one. And so I remember um, 
being in yoga and feeling like this makes sense. Like the fact that there is this shared energy, the fact that there is a way for us to tap into source, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and connect with each other and come back to what really matters. And then I was reading um, 10% Happier by Dan Harris. And he says how he was raised Jewish, started meditating, doing yoga. And he's like, I'm a Jew-boo. And I'm like, I'm a Jew-boo. Like, this makes sense now. Like, why do mm-hmm. I, I was so hung up on having to choose. Right. And you don't have to. No. Um, I'm sure there are people listening who are like, no, you have to choose. And I'm like, no, you, you don't. <laughs> you don't. No. And, and it actually opened up the ability for me to, like, if I was so open to reading about um, Buddhism and Hinduism and other religions that were out there that seemed like a more peaceful religion mm-hmm. than where I came from. Right. I'm like, how can I be open to learning more about those and not learning more about my own? And a big breakthrough for me was just realizing that I never understood what the Holy Spirit was growing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is it a ghost? Like a literal ghost? Like it's going to scare me. <laughs> and then just getting that, like it's the Holy Spirit is that universe thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm fine talking about the universe. Right. And, you know, I love the energy you feel when you're in a yoga practice and you're you can feel the flow together mm-hmm. or you know being at a Christmas Eve service and you, everyone sings Silent Night is one of my favorite things in the whole world because when a whole room is singing that song like I can feel it now like there's yeah. this magic to it because mm-hmm. at the end of the day like we all want the same things right and we're so we're all so much similar than we are different too so I think People forget that a lot, a little mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. How much has traveling around the U.S. and the world influenced that uh, appreciation for you guys? How similar we all are. Oh, yeah, huge, yeah. I mean, that's why I love America. I feel really grateful to be mm-hmm. born here and have grown up here. But when people are so, like, hardcore, like, I love America. It's, <laughs> you know, greatest country ever. It's mm-hmm. It, it's there, there's a separation that happens there and it's like yes be proud to be an American but we're not separate from our people in whatever country you're from like we're all human beings and that's what matters the most so even though people are raised differently but yeah by traveling you get to see different cultures and get to see what brings people joy and what doesn't and it's 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 the best mm. How about for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I definitely would say that, you know, traveling, but I really just like everyday life, I mean, Mm -hmm. makes you realize how similar everyone is. I mean, the people I come across in my work and, you know, anywhere from any kind of industry and any level of executives to employees and everyone goes through the same things and same struggles. And I mean, something again, going back to kind of what we've been reading, I mean, I think everyone you know, just struggles with like all most things like lines of, you know, loving and patience and, you know, the kind of fear of the unknown. And, you know, yeah, we're all, you know, really very similar when it comes down to it. So the human experience. Yeah. So yeah. Be more, more accepting of that. When you look back at your life and where you've come from and what you've gone through, what have been some milestone moments that you would consider to be your biggest victories and like what's made you who you are? And there's no rush to like talk yeah. quickly because we can like cut out the pauses. <laughs> um, I am going to say for me is when I went through my divorce and everybody expected me to move back to New York and move in with my family. And I'm like, there's no way on this planet I'm going to do it. I will figure out how I'm going to make it on my own. 
And I did. I never had to ask for money. I didn't have to ask for any help. I hustled. I put my head down. And that to me was such an accomplishment to know that I had it in me to make it on my own with no help. Yeah. So for me, that was huge. Did you feel like you had gone from your family in New York, like yes. immediately to your first husband? Exactly. And- mm-hmm. So I never, I didn't have, I grew up in a very religious household. So it was, you don't leave until you get married. And it was very, also the culture. Yeah. Um, so yes, I went straight from my house to being married and having this life. And so once um, that was done, <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was, it was tough, but the fact that I made it is a huge milestone for me. Yeah, 100%. And I didn't go to college. So, I i mean, it's not something that I'm proud of. I'm like, hey, I didn't go to college and I still made it. So Yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for people to know that whatever path you take, there's an option for right. you to have yes. your great life. Yeah. Like, yes. There's not just one. And it's been what I've enjoyed talking to guests on this show about because – everyone's path is so different Mm -hmm. and you start at a different place whether you want to admit it in the world or not and then you get to make all these different choices it really is a choose your own adventure book Mm -hmm. like you're guaranteed to have an adventure it's just a matter of like you choosing what kinds right Mm -hmm. yeah i can't think of like one thing in particular um i guess i feel pretty lucky because i've fallen a lot but they've been like little falls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always had, um, just my family's always been really great and supportive. You know, I've tried, I've done so many different things, tried so many different jobs, careers, whatever. And it took me a while to find what I wanted to do. And I'm and honestly, I'm searching again now to be, you know, at that 35. But um, I don't know, my parents always instilled that in me, like, it's okay to try and fail and pick yourself back up. So, and I've been really lucky. I haven't had anything like super terrible happen thus far. And I don't know if that's why, but because they've always, you know, just been like, you know, they've always had my back, but I can't think of like a big moment. Well, I think too, like there's so many people that I talk to who are in their early 20s who feel paralyzed to decide their career path because they think they have to pick the ideal thing now. And I keep being like, just... Honestly, take any job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, whatever job you take, you can do it for a year. Mm-hmm. You can do it for less than a year. You can leave after two weeks. Like, there's things that are, are nice that you should at least wait a year and things that it, shit happens. Like, mm-hmm. right. You, you mm-hmm. just, if you have to change your mind, you change your mind. You change your yeah. mind. Yeah. 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 It's way easier people make it think. Yeah. 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 But there's something about just starting. Yeah. Like, once mm-hmm. you have a breakthrough and have that first job, it's it opens up all these doors to really figure out what's next, mm-hmm. and you literally can like keep going on that line, go left, go right, start over. Like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. gonna happen. Like we're all gonna have so many different phases of our work life and careers. Mm-hmm. It's just an, it's inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. I think like to your point, like so much of that too. Like I, what I've learned and appreciated over like my different positions is, and what I felt the most successful is when I've 
you know, gone into a room and really just done what I know to do, um, you know, just by intuition and not necessarily things I may have been taught, but, and have been throughout conversations, either been respected or people are like, wow, like, you know, you, you know, have given me, you know, a bit of more credit, you know, to maybe the project I'm working on, uh, which has been really great to see and, you know, and helped with my, you know, confidence and success in the job, but also to have those job to job changes where I'm like, oh my God, everything that I've did my last job is 100% beneficial in this mm-hmm. next job yes. whether it was not even the same position but I'm like thank god I had that experience at the last job because I can now train someone who it's not even my role but I'm like I, I know how to do that like let me help you here's yeah. a better way you could do it and um so even if you are jumping around in careers it's you know there's so many things that make sense job to job and it all is so great when you can use those skills over and over again so mm-hmm. it's been fun to see uh, how those things come up over over time Yes, I will agree with that. Every single job that I've had has prepared me from for where I am today. Mm-hmm. Like working for the airlines and how to deal with people or <laughs> working for the gas company and customer service and how to talk to people on the phone. It's all pre- it, it was all preparing mm-hmm. me for where I am today. So Yeah. Just got to experience it. Yeah. <laughs> Who are women that you admire and look up to and who are women who have inspired you? thus far this is gonna sound cheesy but Oprah (laughs) (laughs) I love I grew up on Oprah I love her she has really been an inspiration for me Mm -hmm. yeah I second that Mm -hmm. yeah I think I told you guys about this podcast I found recently. They renamed it because at first it was called This Is 50, and I felt really silly like <laughs> loving this podcast called This Is 50, but now it's just the Sherry and Nancy show. And it's Oprah's, she was Oprah's producer for years, this woman mm-hmm. Sherry and her best friend Nancy. And they're kind of like us. They're restarting their lives, and then they're in their 50s, and they have this podcast, and they just talk about like real stuff. And they're so relatable and they're so cute and so funny. And um, so I just can't get enough of them right now. They're just awesome. I don't know which one would come to mind at the moment, actually. Well, you had mentioned Gabby Bernstein before as well. Yes, yes. She's definitely have, she's changed my life and my spiritual practice. Because as we were talking about spirituality and growing up in religious households, as I grew out of that would say I don't know religious mindset I you know I always wanted to have that connection with my higher power and Mm -hmm. so she's enabled me to see that you can still have that connection you don't have to necessarily be a part of this organization of x Mm -hmm. y and z to have that personal relationship with your higher power so that definitely has been life-changing for me I heard a quote that changed my view on religion forever, which was that religion is not an organization. Religion is a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it makes me mad about how humans, right, have ruined the spiritual connection that most people are seeking for. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, it pushes people away from seeking any type of relationship. Right. With something other than themselves on a on a I guess metaphysical spiritual level, because you know you think of religion and most people are like boo like it just causes wars and destruction and abuse like there's mm-hmm. all these negative things that can get applied to whatever that header is under religion and to think that 
all it's supposed to be is a relationship with something, it, that to me was a breakthrough in how I thought about it versus having to follow specific rules and right. be part of a mm-hmm. specific club. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's hard to accept all of the man-made rules for these different organizations. Right. I mean, it's impossible for any one person to live up to every single one of those rules. Yeah. And so then it just really, um, it's deflating because you want to live up to a certain expectation and you know Mm -hmm. that you have good intentions, but if you're constantly being put down and the bar is set so high. Yeah, it's like Mother Teresa or else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When you guys are... How about this? When is a moment when you don't feel powerful? Well, I actually, I used to struggle big time with that, like real big time where if I was not feeling like great about myself, I wouldn't want to like leave the house. Mm -hmm. But there was a shift that happened and it was actually right around the time I met all of our crazy friends Mm -hmm. um, that even when I'm a little heavier, whatever, I know that's not doesn't affect who I am as a person. It's like, so what? My jeans are a little tired this month. My face is a little rounder. But I didn't, I stopped not liking myself about that. Um, And I don't know, I do know that it happened around that time, but it felt like it just kind of happened overnight. And I think it was because when I met all of our friends, I've always had great friends in my life, always. But this crew is special in particular mm-hmm. because it's just such like a loving, welcoming, non-judgmental group. And it doesn't matter what you look like. And it doesn't matter with my other friends. But for whatever reason, I put that pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, yeah, I, there's like times where I'm bummed if things don't fit the right way. But it, it doesn't reflect how I how I love myself any longer which feels really good. That feels mm-hmm. really good. But back to the how I don't feel powerful when mm-hmm. I don't feel powerful, when I'm like it's really emotional is when I don't feel powerful. And that was something I struggled with during this pregnancy because second trimester with all the stress going on, I was talking about it earlier, I was like crying all the time mm-hmm. to the point where you know, Joe and I would be talking about something that wasn't even a big deal and it would make me emotional. And before, like, I could make eye contact with him, I'd have to, like, go hide in the bathroom because I was so embarrassed that I was crying again. <laughs> well, you you know? also have your hormones. So yes. I will tell you, I yes. mean, with my struggle with getting pregnant, when I was on hormones, I was a maniac. Right. Like, I would, you would, <laughs> somebody would change the tone of their voice and I was like, yeah bawling like oh right. my goodness I guess maybe feeling out of control yes. like I didn't have control over it so it it's made me feel like why is it like made me feel weak as a person like why am I crying over this silly yeah. silly stuff well I think there's also that cultural pressure of like you can be a girl but don't cry yeah which is so ridiculous yeah like, there's there's a reason people cry right and whether you know you literally have something in your eyeball that needs to get out or you need to release these emotions. Like yeah. We when Brie was on the um on the on the podcast, we talked a lot about how the emotions you don't let go of manifest physically. Yes. And so could disease um, could be right. disease, could Something be pain. Else. Like mm-hmm. yeah. You were talking about your back, right? How, um, the back pain that like went away, mm-hmm. right? And so there's all these things that you don't even know don't need to be there until you stop like trying to. I don't know, be a robot, basically. Right. 
I'm definitely at fault for that. (laughs) (laughs) Probably when I'm uh, least powerful is when I can definitely tell that I need to be more emotionally sensitive in situations. And I turn into like Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, you know, did you want me to like ask if you're okay right now? Um, (laughs) Because it just isn't my first instinct in a lot of scenarios. But um, I know that it's a sensitivity of a lot of people and I I should work. I just, it's something I practice to work harder at. So (laughs) there have been moments when I'm like, why am I not feeling something I think I should be feeling right now in this moment? Like, you know, someone's crying or having an emotional moment, like really being vulnerable. And I'm like, okay, now what? And they're like, oh. <laughs> like, what do you mean now what? Like, just ask me how I am. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> that is so funny because I don't get that from you at all. Neither I think I. you're like very empathetic and sensitive. And yeah, I would never. And you are too. You're a tough cookie, Jessica, but you're 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 still someone that's you're sweet (laughs) i'm sure jordan could give some color to my being emotionless in moments but i think that's what happens with sisters in general right well i think you just forget sometimes too that like to you it's not a big deal like if you're giving advice you're like yes or like do it this way or whatever and you don't know what's behind that for somebody else and that's something i've had to really learn is you know being responsible for my communication Mm -hmm. and knowing that okay my way is not the highway like or the only way Mm -hmm. and you know maybe this means something to somebody even though it doesn't mean anything to me like right you never know what's significant to somebody else Yeah. yeah unfortunately I wish we could see more of that right yeah there probably wouldn't be so much problems and conflict I have one girlfriend in particular that I've learned I just can't go to about things because she's always like well it's fine just do this and everything's fine it's like no you don't understand like and that's sometimes it's not what I'm looking for is it's fine sometimes I just want to hear oh man that sucks Mm -hmm. I hear you that sucks Mm -hmm. and that's it yeah yeah that's it you don't need no don't fix it yeah (laughs) don't tell me how to fix it (laughs) yes I've also been guilty too of not like I think I'm being sarcastic. I can be really sarcastic sometimes and overly dry. <laughs> and there have been people who didn't realize I was joking. <laughs> like there was a girl that I played field hockey with who it happened twice in four years that we played together. And I'd say something, not think twice about it, walk away, and everyone would be like, "You're being a jerk." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like that, I was joking. That wasn't serious." Mm-hmm. And I have to go back and clean it up because. I just wasn't aware of yeah. not sharing a sense of humor. <laughs> so we're all bulldozers at some point, I guess. Yeah. When what are you guys up to creating for 2019? I'm creating a human. <laughs> uh, that's my big thing right now. And uh, yeah, I think we were talking about this last week or when last time we saw each other. I right now I am just want to slow down, like. I tend to want to do everything and be go here and go there and do all these things. And with this baby coming out any day now, hopefully, I am learning to say no more, which is hard, but also really awesome. At the same time, I've actually enjoyed like not being able to do things because, you know, my life is different. My life is about to change. And um, I have no idea what it's going to be like. So I'm um, for the next few months, I'm just like, I'm just in slow down mode, focusing on the baby, the family. That's, that's what I'm creating, some, 
some peace, hopefully. I am mm-hmm. starting a new venture with a girlfriend of mine. Um, so hopefully it'll, I, I know it'll be, everything I've been doing has prepared me for this next venture. Um, where we're going to buy properties and flip them. Very cool. Not in California because they're expensive. <laughs> yes, it's way too expensive. But um, so that's that's on the horizon. That's my project for now. It's a big one. It's yeah, a good yeah, one. Yeah, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm doing this course every Monday where I meet with realtors. And anyway, we had a goal setting uh, last Monday. So they say you you have to set a 10-day goal, a three-month goal, and a one-year goal. So that's my three-month goal. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I like that you put that in your three-month goal. I know. I like the hunger there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's ready. Um, I am kind of in a, not waiting time, but I am at the end of a kind of year-long cycle of building a lot of projects that are going to be happening over the next three months. So I'm excited to have those finally be here after a lot of work that I've put into them leading up to this. So uh, what comes after that uh, is TBD. I am, uh, you know, enjoying having a lot of experience being respected in my current position, uh, but also open to seeing what other manifestations come true after, after June. So, well, I know that you've had a really cool experience where your employer allowed you to have a sabbatical Mm -hmm. what what made you want to take the sabbatical what did you do what did you get out of it yeah we're very lucky um the job can be pretty demanding so and people burn out pretty often and so because of that the company uh, offers a six-week sabbatical every six years so at six years i was able to take off six weeks it actually ended up being about seven weeks but um for a little over five of that i decided to travel um you know, being uh, without any kids and, um, you know, I was able um, to have quite a bit of extra income leading up to that from my freelance jobs. So I just decided that we might as well, you know, why wait? Um, And while I could have just, you know, stayed home and, you know, enjoyed the beautiful place that we live, that people tend to vacation to, um, I, yeah, took off and uh, Josh and I traveled together for two weeks and went off by myself actually for three weeks. So I I had traveled internationally before by myself, so I wasn't too concerned about it, although some people were. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, so it was a really great break um as i do often i did over not over schedule myself but it was a pretty <laughs> schedule um so that it was didn't end up being a lot of downtime so here i am like two years since then going on to eight years of the company and i probably could have used some more downtime during that six weeks um, so <laughs> if i make it to the next 12 year mark when i get another sabbatical uh it will include some more rest time for sure <laughs> But uh, yeah, but it was a really fantastic experience. I was felt really grateful for the opportunity, and uh, I think we covered like twelve countries and you know maybe fourteen or fifteen cities uh, in that five weeks. So wow. I to this day love you know the experiences I got, and it was great to be traveling not as a twenty year old with no money either. Um, that was <laughs> awesome to be able to really you know curate this trip the way I wanted to and have great dinners and nice wine when I wanted to and not have to like, you know, eat mac and cheese at a hostel. So it was was great. (laughs) Well, I know travel has been really like a big impact for all of you guys. Like I know you had a a great trip to India with girlfriends. Mm -hmm. How did that come about? What did you get from that trip? 
Oh, gosh. That was amazing. Uh, one of my best friends, one of all of our friends, Rachel, mm-hmm. she uh, went on a trip around the world for um, a year. And I don't think it, India was even on her agenda at all. And then through her travels, through meeting people, people were like, you got to go to India. So she went, and I think she was there for six months. She stayed in India for six months, and one of our other friends, Sarah, and I went and visited her for two weeks. And um, it was Mm -hmm. (laughs) eye-opening. India is like, it's so crazy. It's like the land of extremes. Um, But it was a really, really awesome trip. Um, We did a couple overnight buses, which I will never, ever (laughs) do again in my life. Oh, my gosh. That was like, the first one was cool. Like, oh, this is an experience. Like, how amazing. But, oh, my God. Very sketchy. Very sketchy. And, like, you get one bathroom break, and that bathroom break, it smells Oh. <laughs> or like nothing I've ever smelt before. <laughs> no. And our last, so we we had to book one other one that I was so bummed about. And then our final uh, trek back to before we left home, we booked one more. And you guys, I almost like cried. I was so upset. <laughs> like we're almost home. Please let me make it home. <laughs> That's how sketchy. But no, it was an amazing trip and. You just like that was a place where you I'd been to places before where you really see what we consider poverty and people living a certain way, but how happy and joyful they are. But India was like a whole special place of that. I mean, these people, they have nothing. They have less than nothing what we would consider. And they're just happy and they're content. And, um, you know, a lot of them believe in reincarnation. And so we met a lot of, heard some interesting stories about people like, oh, this is just this life. My next life, I'll be a king or whatever Mm -hmm. it was. But that was, yeah, that was a really cool trip. There's a really great book called The Geography of Bliss, where a guy goes out and looks at the, it's three or five top places that rank the happiest and the places that rank the least happy. And it's really cool to see how they compare and contrast and what those people do. And what I remember from the places that are the happiest is they spend less time thinking about happiness and talking about it. Mm -hmm. They're just Mm -hmm. living life and appreciating what they have in that moment. Like they're very present oriented and they're very communal. Like there's a lot of sharing and supporting Mm -hmm. each other. Um, So yeah, I recommend reading it for sure. But it it speaks to that because it's not we... In the Western world, we put so much pressure on like what we have and what we've achieved to equal happiness mm-hmm. versus like happiness being just what you can be like yeah, right now. Right. If you want to be happy right now, you can be happy. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a choice you make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Copenhagen because it was like voted like the happiest place in the world for a lot of years. And back to Oprah, I remember this episode <laughs> where she was visiting there because of that. And she was meeting this family and they were giving like a tour of their house and they just had a simple house and it didn't have much in it, right? They had their stuff, but not a lot of stuff. And she that was her question to them. She's like, where's all your stuff? And they're like, we don't have stuff. We have a life. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's like, whoa. <laughs> you know, because here it's just like, we, ha- we have a lot of stuff. And it's like, what's next? What's next? What's next? But that's the stuff isn't what makes us happy. It's just, you know, our 
friends and community mm-hmm. and experiences. And, and that's the, the stuff that really matters. And what makes us happy is being in a state of gratitude. Oh, yeah. I would say that, you know, everyone in India, they were probably grateful for, like, the smallest thing. Right. And so, I mean, at least for mm-hmm. me, every single day I have to, bef- once I wake up, I'll list five things that I'm grateful for, whether it be my comfy bed or, you know, mm-hmm. for where I live or something silly like having hot water and take being able to take a shower mm-hmm. for as long as I want. I mean, without being wasteful, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all those little things, um, mm-hmm. just being in a state of gratitude is just what brings you happiness. There's an article on the Powerful Ladies website and I'm going to mess up the title right now, but it's something like, what's the deal with gratitude and can we stop talking about it already? It's like the title. And, it, you know, because it's such a trendy word right now. Mm-hmm. And so it goes into like why it's still important and like it's proven by science. It's like everything you want to look at it, like how it impacts people. And what I loved in doing the research for the article is how the definition of gratitude is two parts. The first part is being thankful. The second part is giving like showing your appreciation outward. And I, what I love about, you know, our the friend group we keep talking about and you ladies is that, and also the principle of powerful ladies is like, how can you be grateful and pay it forward? And, you know, we're always looking for ways to help someone or help each other out. I mean, when um, our friend Yi passed away unexpectedly, the whole group came together and in one, what, five-hour session we raised two thousand dollars in our neighborhood to help pay for his funeral services and like that's not common and i wish that it was more common i wish there was more people who the game was like let's have a great life and help each other and Mm -hmm. like that's it because to your point of earlier about abundance like there's more than enough And abundance, I think people, when they think of abundance, they automatically think of, or they tend to tie it to money, Mm -hmm. but it's not. It's not Mm -hmm. being in abundance. Like I would say I'm not rich by any means, but I'm rich financially, I mean, but I'm rich in so many other ways Mm -hmm. in my relationships Mm -hmm. and and in life, I would say I'm extremely abundant. Mm -hmm. So for women out there or people who are looking for ways to feel more in control of their lives, more powerful to feel like they can actually achieve their list of things to do, are there practices that you do every day? Like you're, you know, start with five things you're grateful for. Are there things you put in place so that you can make those things happen? Because with the manifesting, it's not like, all right, I put it on a list, it's going to (laughs) happen. What are the practical tips that you guys recommend or practice yourselves? One that comes up for me often is um, I am admittedly a procrastinator on some things. Um, other things, obviously, I jump at the opportunity to do, whether it's work or fun. But other things, I'm just like, oh, really, I'm not looking forward to this particular task. And um, But just that reminder, like, the only way, like, through this is through this. Like, just mm-hmm. do it. Basically, the quicker you do it, the quicker you'll be off your list. And um, that itself sometimes is motivation for me just to get those tasks done. Um, there's, especially in my career, it's most, like, project-based. So there is kind of that finite line things have to be done by, um, which helps for procrastinators. Cause, <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, you know, just the... The idea that, you know, this thing that's causing you stress by looking at that thing on your list can go away in like an hour if you just focus and do it. Um, So, yeah, just do the hard things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
I um I'm like pretty inconsistent when it comes to this. I'm either like on or I'm off. But when I'm on, I'm doing my gratitude list. You know, I'm writing down things that I want um, and focusing on those things and doing a small meditation here and there too. I definitely um that's like an area I struggle with is being really consistent with it. But I would say start small, just like pick one thing and you know, I'm talking to myself now. Start small. (laughs) Yeah. But the gratitude thing is huge. Keeping a gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. um, That's really helpful too. And even like making a list of things that um, like when, for me, I learned this a while back, but like things that I was frustrated with, like start making a list of the things that I like about that topic or that person or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. And before you know it, like you're shifting your mindset and realizing, oh, it's not all bad, you know? And then the more good you focus on, the more good you see in that thing. Anything else besides your (laughs) five gratitude? Um, I mean, I think with any situation, even like the most difficult situations, one thing I've always done even before without realizing I was doing this was what is this trying to teach me? How am I going to grow from this situation? What do I need to shift or adjust? That's really helped me, I guess, feel powerful and shift that like victim Mm -hmm. mindset. Mm -hmm. It breaks my heart when I interact or see women who feel like they can't Mm -hmm. or don't feel like they're powerful. Like I received an email yesterday from one of my mentors I've had since I was like 17. And she's like, I can't be on the podcast. I'm not powerful right now. Mm. And I was like, what? I'm like, obviously, we're going to have a phone call. and We're going to clean that up because Mm. I'm not okay with that, her being left in that place. But what are things that motivate you guys to you know, mentor people or take people under your wing or just guide the people that are in your life to, you know, be their best? I think just like just talking and being real and not putting up like we all have insecurities and struggles and things we think we're terrible at or, you know, failures at. But that's everybody. So the more you can just be open and honest, it gives people permission to be open and honest and to mm. not feel bad about it. Cause like we're all figuring it out, you know, none of us have it all together 24 yeah. seven. So just, you know, having open communication and knowing who you can and can't go to about things I think is really important too. Like we're so lucky. We have so mm-hmm. many people that we can talk to and go to and feel loved and supported and heard. And so ha- helping others find their people or, or being that person, even if it's a stranger, mm-hmm. you know, or someone you just met, just mm-hmm. being open. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I really um, put the intention to help as many people as I can, whether it be through example or just, you know, listening to them and accepting them for who they are. Because like Jamie said, at the end of the day, we're all human. We all have our struggles and, if we're not there to support each other, then I don't know. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to working in like a very full, like majority female workforce, um, I work with a lot of girls who come, this is like their first job out of college, you know, so maybe they're 21 and they don't have the work experience that others do. And uh, just being 
reminded that I was a crappy assistant at one point too <laughs> and didn't know anything and uh, that to them I am that you know, leader in the office that, you know, or the, you know, wherever the field we are that, you know, needs to be the one to instruct them. And if, if I don't do it, or if, you know, maybe one of my other senior colleagues isn't going to do it, who is, um, and where else are they going to get that, um, either experience or, um, that mentorship. Um, so we're, we actually do have a mentor program in our company. So it's been really great. We are able to, um, have mentees who are newer to the company. So it's been going for a couple of years now. So it's been great just to hear how normal experiences you know that you know I've you know gone through are so valuable to them and can you know have helped them excel years beyond what they would have because in our job unfortunately the best way to become successful is by just experiencing things and Mm -hmm. unfortunately making a lot of mistakes um it's one of the best tools (laughs) to learn and I tell everyone that but um it uh yeah it's been really great to be able to mentor people but also yeah just reminded that I was also you know young and and inexperienced at one point so when you look at what's happening with the women's movement and the women's marches and me too like how does it land for you guys what do you think about it um what do you wish was you know different for women in the U.S. or internationally that's a loaded question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel fortunate I haven't been a victim of some of the things mm-hmm. other people have and um, have since been motivated to fight for and on behalf of other women. Um, so I feel fortunate in that way. And also, you know, have, you know, grown up by hearing their stories. Um, it's hard to know without being in their shoes, you know, how would I have handled those situations other people have been put in. Mm-hmm. So it's tough to you know, say, you know, and know there's been, you know, a lot of terrible cases where there, you know, it wasn't anything a female could do in those scenarios. And I hate hearing that. And I just can't imagine, I mean, because for so many of them, it's something that, you know, affects them emotionally long-term that they can't get out of their head. And I can only imagine what it's like to just be fixated on this one moment that you had no control over. Um, and what would I have done differently? And so I hope that, you know, all the awareness, you know, brings the change that it needs. Um, it's, you know, definitely an interesting time. You know, it's unlike, I think, any time before this, you know, where, yes, there's been movements, um, but I think it definitely is more widespread now, the reach of, of where things are going. So hopefully it won't be a conversation we're having as frequently years from now. Agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a, I, I don't remember the source of this saying or quote, but basically it says that if one person in the community is impacted, we're all impacted. Mm-hmm. And I've had a similar experience where I feel really blessed that I haven't, like, I can think of two situations of, like, sexual harassment in the workplace. And none of them were serious to me. Like, they were both things where I could walk away or ignore it or tell someone to, like, fuck off. And, like, it it didn't, I have to, like, dig to remember about it. Like, they were there, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And it's so heartbreaking to me to know how many other women have either just been the victims of something completely out of their own control or didn't have the tools to avoid it or get out of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we're all going to be our best selves, like how do we just help those women get, get out of it and like realize that it's nothing to do with them. Yeah. I think you were about to, no, no, I, no. <laughs> no. I don't know. I personally have never experienced it. So thank God. Um, 
I don't think I'd be able to mess with you. <laughs> Maddie will come out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you. If something happens, fuck you. Yeah. And you just keep walking and that's it. I don't know. I don't know. Well, if you haven't experienced um, like a Me Too thing yourself, have there ever been times in your life where you thought you couldn't do something or were excluded because you were female? No. I like the challenge. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. You didn't see it as a as an exclusion. You saw it as I'll show you. Exactly. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you say I can't do it? Watch. Yeah. I remember being mad as a little girl whenever, like, the boys would be like, "You can start closer" or something like that. Like, it's we're at the same size at the time. Like, what do you mean I need an advantage? It's not like you're six foot five and I'm five foot five and I can't reach a basket. Like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? So I I feel really blessed that. We've all grown up in a time when it wasn't weird for women to be working and it wasn't weird for women to go to school. And like we're part of the the generation that that was assumed that's what you would do. And Mm -hmm. there's something really like we take it for granted a little bit, which Mm -hmm. I think is the way you want it to end up being like you want people to take for granted that there's, you know, different there's diversity in skin color. You want people to take it for granted that there's sexual orientation diversity and and it's like when you keep talking about it being a thing it just it stays around right mm-hmm. um wh- as you guys are looking into like what's next for you are there things that you hope like other powerful ladies or powerful ladies as an organization like what would you like it to be and how could it help you i would love to see it become like a real community you know mm-hmm. a local mm-hmm. community because we we've all talked about this you know ourselves how how much we've all um benefited from getting together just the four of us and how great that would be if it could grow and grow locally and um meet other women that you know are like us and just trying to better themselves and better their lives um and having that local community because one thing when we're talking about the religion aspect you know what I liked about church was like going to church every week. Mm-hmm. It was like once a week you go to church and you have this hour and it's, but then when I, like I never related in the Catholic church, like the the actual, um, you know, time there, it was, I just never felt like, I never walked away being like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? So having a group, um, just something, whether it's once a week, once a month, a community of people to go and have speakers mm-hmm. or volunteer days or whatever it is, because there's so much good that can come from community. Mm-hmm. And I think having something to go to where we think there's so many things in all of our to-do lists. Like, right. And I, and I don't know if it's unique to being a woman or just that's what you are if you're the boss of your own life. Like we have so many to-do lists and so many things to do. Mm-hmm. And you're, you made a comment earlier about like saying no is like really powerful. And it's just nice to know that there's something else that you're a part of that's planning out some of the stuff for you. So you mm-hmm. can just show up sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Like so often because we are the creators, it's right. overwhelming to be like, I want that, but I can't create it myself. <laughs> yeah. I so, think it'd be great to see it be a community too that like reaches the the ladies that don't have a group like us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're so lucky in that we have we're surrounded by a lot of powerful ladies and a lot of yes. confident, beautiful women um, that we learn from every day. Whether it's their amazing attitude or their graciousness or their careers, but 
and not everyone has that and a lot of people feel really alone um, and don't feel like they can you know go to anyone whether it's they just need a friend or you know someone to talk about work or a mentor or anything so um, reaching those people that maybe are not like us you know so it doesn't become like a very you know big following of just ourselves um, but <laughs> all those other women that you know really do need the support mm-hmm. yeah so for the women out there listening, what would you want them to know? Like, what's your nugget of wisdom that you're happy that you have that you want to pass along? It doesn't need to be something very significant, just like. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. It always is. Everything's figureoutable, right? We can always mm-hmm. figure out. Shout out Marie Forleo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used that the other day uh-huh. with the borrower on the phone. She was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything will be okay. Yeah. So that you know, there's just a, a big world out there, and you don't have to feel alone. You know, at any time, um, as hard as it is to like walk out the door and like find a friend, there's someone there, and um, yeah, just encourage everyone to you know explore a little, and that moment of fear will go away like soon after you kind of like take that risk, and those are the biggest rewards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and just start small, one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Just wake up get out of bed, you know, whatever that is for you, just start real small. And, um, and also, I mean, today's world, we're so lucky. You can like have a therapist on the internet by reading a quote, you know, Mm -hmm. just trying to seek that stuff out just to get you through to that next moment. That'll get you to that next moment. That'll get you to that next moment. Well, there, there's even the um, therapy apps and online support. Mm -hmm. There are so many people that are coaching, consulting, and like want to guide people. So I think, Asking for help and sharing what you're up to is so important because most of the people I run into are committed to making sure other people are great. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's very rare. Like I'm sure there's moments when you may have asked a person or a family member or a friend or somebody for help and they weren't available in that moment. But that just means that they weren't the one to help you right now. Like there's yeah. so many people. And I think too to your point of like go outside and like see who's there. Like there's so many opportunities to even have a small conversation with a stranger that you can impact their day positively or, or trade something that you didn't know you had to share with each other. And like you just spent your day looking for ways you can make people smile. Like it changes things. Mm-hmm. So we ask every guest that comes on, where do you stand on the powerful lady scale if zero is ordinary human and 10 is powerful ladies wonder woman? Where do you put yourself on average, and where would you feel today? Oh, on, so average, like... Average day. Average day. Oh, average day. Average day, I probably feel like a seven. Today, I'm feeling eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would say about a seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd have to agree. <laughs> when you're having one of those days where you feel like, a one or a negative one. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you do to get yourself out of that space? I like will YouTube something and try to listen to some positive thing, whether it's um, meditation or just like um, some you know positivity rant. That's my go-to. I try to do something radical, like uh, I'll work out. To bit do a crazy mm-hmm. workout, and mm-hmm. usually that will bring me back. I love spin, yeah. so I take mm-hmm. it out on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, I would definitely say, yeah, just doing something that will you can guarantee you're going to have a positive effect. I mean, mm-hmm. taking the dog for a walk, going to your favorite coffee place, yeah, putting on your favorite music really loud mm-hmm. for about an hour and <laughs> doing whatever it is you do during that time, like, that'll pretty much fix anything, so. Yeah, yeah. and I think we talked a little bit before, like, it's okay to be in that space. Like, you can't be at operating at a seven, eight, nine all the no. time. Um, like whenever I'm having like a really bad day, I usually will put on something like Baby Boom, the 80s movie. <laughs> and like, just it's okay. Like I'm going to have a couch day. I never get one. Right. It's fine. It might even be like hours because I can't even sit there that long. <laughs> but like, it's, I'm just going to be in that moment. And in the event, I eat a pint of ice cream. It's okay. And we're going to get up and like have a salad for dinner and keep going. But yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like mm-hmm. you have to do the self-care that allow like, you should feel the negative emotions as much as you should feel the positive mm-hmm. or appreciate them and let them let them go. Yeah, mm-hmm. let them go. Don't beat yourself up about it. Yeah. What do you guys do to have fun when you are focused not on being responsible and up to something? Oh, God, fun for me is whole different than fun for it was. I can't wait to go. I keep telling Joe, like whenever a like a dancey song comes on, I'm like, I can't wait to go out dancing. Like I can go now, but it's not the same, you know? Brushing off the baby. (laughs) So maybe give me like a six to eight weeks after this baby and then I'd love to go out and like just go out yeah. and have drinks. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> and, and like not get say. tired and just have fun. <laughs> like, that's what I'm looking forward to, just a night out. Mm-hmm. Same. I love going out dancing. Well, everyone knows I love dancing. <laughs> um, and just like Jamie said, going out, having drinks, and just enjoying people's company. That's my mm-hmm. idea of fun. I would say also my idea of fun has changed over the years. If you ask Josh, um, my idea of fun last week was DIYing a home renovation <laughs> in our living room, which he would not call fun. Um, but he pushed through. I heard it looks great. It does, yes. Um, but I just love, my job can be very consuming. So those breaks that I do get, um, you know, just, yeah, taking time to do those things that, like, just make me so immensely happy that are obviously very simple. But, um, and then also catching up with friends, like, like you were, we've said before, like, it's, we don't get to see each other enough. Um, Mm -hmm. We're so lucky to commit to each other, but there's so many other, like, girlfriends who I don't get to talk to as much. So just those, like, quality conversations that, you know, may not happen as often as I like, but um, they just fill you up so much. Um, Hopefully they're either in person or on the phone, but, yeah, just taking that time to really connect with some people that I love and have grown with over the years that I don't get to see as often, so... Awesome. Well, thank you ladies so much for coming on the podcast. We've talked about so many amazing topics that I know relate to everyone listening. And I can't wait to hear the positive things that they got out of hearing from you guys today. Oh, thank Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Hey guys, I hope you liked meeting what I call the Miracle Sisters. Jessica, Jamie, and Madeline. Such great advice from three women who are roughly the same age, but living very different lifestyles and coming from very different places. And to me, it's so cool to just hear, it's proof. It's proof that every woman out there has an amazing story to tell and great advice for someone else out there. 
I got so much out of this episode. I loved, you know, just hearing their honesty and vulnerability and all their great words of wisdom. I hope that this inspires you to form your own um, girls group where you can rely on each other, share, and add some positive value to your life. It really is great having a reoccurring go-to source to just recharge and connect and remind yourself that we're all going through things and we're all, you know, going through the process of crafting our best life. If you love them and you want to support and connect with them, you can do so by uh, connecting with Jessica. You can follow her on Instagram at JessNIB. Follow her on LinkedIn at Jessica Niblet or email her jniblet at gmail.com. You can support and connect with Jamie by emailing her jamie.oday13 at gmail.com. You can support and connect with Madeline by following her on Instagram at Maddie at the beach and emailing her madelinehomeloans at gmail.com. All of that is spelled out and available on our show notes. If you'd like to support the work that we're doing here at Powerful Ladies, there's a couple of ways you can do that. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave a review on any of these platforms. Share the show with all the powerful ladies and gentlemen in your life. Join our Patreon account. Check out the website, thepowerfulladies.com to hear more inspiring stories, get practical tools to be your most powerful, get 15% off your first order in the Powerful Ladies shop, or donate to the Powerful Ladies One Day of Giving campaign. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies. For show notes and to get the links to the books, podcasts, and people we talk about, go to thepowerfulladies.com. I'd like to thank our producer, composer, and audio engineer, Jordan Duffy. She's one of the first female audio engineers in the podcasting world, if not the first. And she also happens to be the best. We're very lucky to have her. She's a powerful lady in her own right, in addition to taking over the podcasting world. She's a singer-songwriter working on her next album, and she's one of my sisters. So it's amazing to be creating this with her, and I'm so thankful that she finds time in her crazy busy schedule to make this happen. It's a testament to her belief in what we're creating through Powerful Ladies, and I'm honored that she shares my vision. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. I can't wait for you to hear it. Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life, Go be awesome and up to something you love. Who's listening right now that is committed to living a healthier, more fit life? All of you. I thought so. I I could hear you all raise your hands as you're listening. Great news. Powerful Ladies has partnered with Primal Kitchen to give you 10% off whatever you order. All of their products tend to be gluten-free, Uh, process-free, they're healthy, they're delicious. They are the foundations, things like avocado mayo, avocado oil, salad dressings, all the things that are going to make your healthy lifestyle taste delicious. It's all in the details. Go to primalkitchen.com, use code POWERFULLADIES and get 10% off every order. You're welcome. Hello, everybody. Are you excited? I'm excited. Do you know why I'm excited? Because there is amazing merchandise at the Powerful Ladies store. Go there today, thepowerfulladies.com. Click shop. Buy things for yourself. Be inspired. Buy things for your friends. You can do it.